Welcome, everybody, to the Building Ehrensburg podcast. I'm Thomas Ehrensburg. And I'm Catherine Ehrensburg. Wow, what a week. What it's, a week. It has been a week. <laughs> last time we saw you guys, or heard you, no, last time you heard us, I guess you ha- haven't seen us, um, we were in the throes of major kitchen rearrangement that made us both want to jump off of a cliff, essentially. And now... It's been a lot of work. I mean, well, Sunday was the last time we recorded, oh, and we yeah. had had that Since terrible, last Sunday, <laughs> terrible Easter it's Sunday. It's been a day. But it's been, a it's, week. It's been um, much more, I think it's been much more relaxed. It got easier after that, I think. But we've gotten so, so much done. Um, and so I think we're sitting pretty. I think Thomas experienced a whole week of me um, in my Facebook marketplace craziness, and I think he wants off this ride. It's not, I didn't think this week was an exceptional week in terms of your Facebook marketplace. You didn't? No. It was totally normal. It was your normal oh, okay. Facebook marketplace. We, um, yesterday went to Pensacola to pick up a sofa and took the kids with us. We're like, we're going to go to the beach for like an hour. You guys can walk on the beach. Mm-hmm. But the whole purpose was to go down and get this thing on from Facebook marketplace that I had found like the day before. Um, we go down there and on the way back, I found two twin box springs that I needed to to, so I can convert all these kids to twin beds from two queen beds. And so we looked like the Beverly Hillbillies coming home from Pensacola with a sofa and two twin box springs yeah. strapped down. Not as bad as the time that we had the Cushman strapped <laughs> in the back of your truck. <laughs> coming back from Destin, that was um, that was a lot. That made me very worried. But um, we made it, and uh, we got all kinds of good stuff. I feel like we're just like... But that's not even where it finished. We got more stuff. Oh, today. today yeah. yeah. Today we went, um, but I found it last night. You went, um, which we'll talk about that. You went and did your side hustle with the two older children. And I stayed home um, virtually by myself. And I got myself into a little Facebook Marketplace you trouble. Had, you had Cecilia with you and Teddy. But she went to bed. By the time this happened and I found this stuff, she had gone to bed. Oh, okay. And Teddy just follows me wherever I go. So I was good. He's always with you. Yeah. Um, yeah, I found the perfect kitchen island countertop. And I'm obsessed with it. It's not what I would have picked if we had um, gone to a stone yard and been like, that's the slab I want. But when you go into a stone yard and pick the slab you want, there's a lot of dollar signs that go behind yep. that. This one had very few dollar signs. It's like buying it. a new car versus a used car. If you buy the new car, <sighs> I don't you're going to pay. Know. You're gonna pay for what you want. I don't know if that's the comparison. Maybe. The, Maybe it is. But the used car is... The kinda, used car is still what you want. It's just used. Yeah, but you kind of get what you get. You know, like, you can't... You're not going to... Hey, I like this one, but can I get it in silver? It's like if it's you like could just if is. you could order a custom car and exactly what you wanted... Sure. Versus taking the one that's on the lot, but you get to save a huge amount of money by just taking what's on the lot. Yeah. It's not exactly what you want. It's not how you would have customized it, but it's 95% off. And you're like, I will take yeah, it. We'll take it. We will take it. We will make it work. It It is good enough. And I feel like that this t- uh, top is probably like the very perfect example of everything in our house. That is how I decorate our home is... You find some chairs, you like them. It's not what you would have picked if you had picked like the exact fabric or the shape of the chair, Mm -hmm. but I will make it work and make it coordinate in our house. Because you're a professional designer. (laughs) What is that? (laughs) 
I think most people could make it happen. A lot of people, like we mentioned last week, would blame it on my ability to use the um, uh, Facebook algorithm and like the Facebook yeah. algorithm gods. I can just imagine with this ho- when this house is done, because we had an article written about us um, by Howls. One of the writers from Howls came to our house twice and did an interior article and an exterior one. Mm-hmm. And I can just imagine that the article title headline is going to be the home that Facebook Marketplace built. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> well, in Thomas Aaronsburg. The house at Thomas Aaronsburg and Facebook Mark. You built it. Facebook Marketplace just supplied it. Supplied it, yeah. They were the supply house. Anyway, so if you want to see, um, I guess by the time this is all said and done, we'll still be doing kitchen update um, on on Instagram mm-hmm. and Facebook. But if you guys want to see this top, you'll have to go to, to Instagram stories. I will be talking about it nonstop for the rest yeah, of my life. Probably. I haven't said anything. I, I usually don't Instagram on the weekends. I don't know why. It's just not my... Which is hilarious because it's as if this week, these two days are any different than the rest of the last week where you've had yeah, all work. Yeah, they haven't been. But it's essentially all been one big long thing. But we've gotten so much work done, but we got a little bit of re- relaxing too. I feel like you're extra tired today. Yeah, because I was up late last night with the with my wedding hustle. Yeah. So, side hustle. Yeah, so let's talk about your side hustle a little bit. Um, I'm really excited about it. Mostly for, well... Lots of reasons. There's a little bit of money coming in, a little side hustle flow, which is nice. Um, but it's also involving our kids, our two older kids that are basically having their first jobs and learning how to deal with money. Now, working for dad is not the same as going to a nine to five or working right. it for the general public, let's say, um, you know, in a restaurant or something like that. But they're 13 and 12. And so it's time for them to start getting some work experience. Um, just like focus and getting paid and learning to do with the money, what they're supposed to do with the money. Mm -hmm. So let's talk a little bit about um, what it is you guys are doing. And then the deal that you struck with the kids, as far as what payment was going to be, because up until yesterday, y'all had not discussed an amount of money. They were going to get paid. paid. Yeah. So um, at school, I teach math. I also teach a class called sports broadcasting and we video games and and all the school events and so i guess my name got out there that i do that kind of thing and live stream too live stream and i have the ability to video stuff and so a couple years ago in like the height of covid or maybe shortly after the height of covid uh, a friend former student of mine reached out and it's like hey we're getting married can you live stream our wedding so i was like sure and i did it for not a whole lot of money i mean i just kind of as a favor to they're family friends, and, and I also taught them. And it was just the wedding. It was and it was like, just the wedding, yeah. So other people that couldn't make it to the wedding or for well, whatever reason. you couldn't come to the wedding. It was just uh, family. Okay. So, so it's like they had a 300-guest list, and only right. 25 were there, and they wanted if other that, people I mean, to come to the like wedding. I mean, it was like the wedding party, and that was it. Yeah. And so people could basically watch it via video. Right. Um, they, within I, their own I streamed homes. it to Facebook. Okay. Um. So fast forward a couple years, a photographer... That's a friend of ours. Who's listening to this podcast right now. So hello. Yeah. She reached out <laughs> and it's like, hey, do you do you do this for weddings? I know that you did that one wedding. Mm-hmm. Do you do this regularly? Yeah, I don't really. I was doing it as a favor during COVID for kind of a, a friend. Anyway, she's like, well, you should do it. <laughs> There's a market for this. like, And people will she, pay. She's had people come to her. I think the reason why she asked you is because she had had several brides come to you and ask. And... The important thing to note here, as I know a lot of people, when they think of wedding videos these days, they're thinking of what currently exists as wedding video, which is um, a a videographer comes in and films the whole day from them getting Mm -hmm. ready um, to 
pictures being taken of them, the wedding, the reception, all of it, the first look, all these things. They they film all that stuff really beautifully, a lot of it slow motion, and they'll edit it into clips of the whole day and make it into like a two or three minute highlight video. Highlight video, basically. Yeah. They'll call them trailers. There's other names for them. Mm-hmm. But essentially, that's how they're packaging them now. Um, and they're very, very, very expensive. Right. They're very expensive. But for what you're getting, I mean, it's a very high quality oh, of product course. Of, what, yes. of what you're getting. I'm I mean, not, it, it's like movie level production. Yes. I'm not saying it's not worth the money. I'm just saying right. it's it's not affordable for everyone. Sure. And for some people, it's not what they want. It's not sure. the style that they want. And so I think um, what you're being hired to do, because that's not what you do. You're not. No, so what, what I'm doing is like, if you think of what happened in the 90s when video cameras became you know, someone, widely yeah. <laughs> used for the consumer. Yeah. You can like put a big old VHS yeah. inside of a shoulder mounted camera uh-huh. and people walk around with a camera kind of thing. You mount it on a tripod. That's essentially what we're doing. A little more high tech. We have two camera angles and I have a computer and I can like switch cameras and all that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But that's essentially what they wanted. Like old school. Just record you the know, wedding. Record the wedding. Stream it. Did you stream it We last didn't night? stream it. No, it's okay. just recorded. Um, and then also we recorded, we took the cameras over to the reception and just kind of walked around with the cam cameras and mm-hmm. videoed people. I had one hooked up to a handheld mic and so I could hand the microphone to, to a guest and say, would you like to leave a message for the bride and groom? Mm-hmm. And they would grab the mic, look into the camera. Hey, congratulations. We love y'all. Best Old school. Luck. All this yeah. is like how they used to do it before all this Absolutely. other technology took place, which I think is really cool. Really before like cell phones. I mean, the thing is. Some of that kind of stuff is lost because of cell phones. Mm-hmm. Like cell phones capture, they capture everything, but they don't kind of force people into, you know, like walking around with a camcorder and handing someone a microphone. It's like, would you like to leave a message? People don't do that with their cell phones. Right. Well, you know? not only that, but the bride and groom were the ones who kind of facilitated all this. So that content then is theirs. Yes. Whereas if you're taking it with your own cell phone, each individual guest has it and the bride and groom don't like you right. can share pictures but you're probably not going to share a lot of videos unless there was that dance they did a dance that yeah. was specific for the dad or I the think. first dance or the cake cutting or the you know like the big events i guess people would record yeah. that with their phones and even the ceremony you know people are going to record maybe them saying their vows right or the kids or the, the procession in or out right. but as the the ceremony as a whole you know, it, there were a lot of, uh, the, just the way we had the cameras positioned, I had one sort of near the back of the church looking forward, mm-hmm. and then one on near the altar looking back. Mm-hmm. And so from that angle, like, you could see the faces of the bride and the groom pretty much the whole wedding. Mm-hmm. And so I was kind of switching back between that camera view and, and the view of, of, you know, the readings or the priest or whatever. But those moments where, like, nothing's going on, I would just switch to the other camera. Yeah. And it's just looking at the bride and groom. And you can tell they're having a conversation. Mm-hmm. And, and you had them mic'd up, so. They were mic'd up if they were near the altar. There's yeah. a, a point where they went and sat, like, outside of the sanctuary um, for the readings or whatever. So I couldn't. They weren't mic'd up for that. But you could see, like, they were having a conversation. They were making each other laugh and mm-hmm. those kind of things. I think those are the kind of things that, again, I've been married for 15 years now. So I... I understand what would probably be appreciated mm-hmm. had somebody filmed ours that way. Yeah. Not that I know what those conversations were. Like, I couldn't hear them. Yeah. But they might remember what they were. Right. Um, especially, like, during the homily, the priest that w- that did the Mass, he knew both 
the bride and the groom very well. Mm-hmm. And so, so he was like, reaction. yeah, he was giving these stories and kind of telling funny things and then I can get their reaction because yeah. one camera was looking at them. So, But all that being said, it's it's just a different way of doing it. It's, it's less um, expensive than the more highly edited all day coverage because right. you're just doing the, the wedding and then a little bit of a reception if they choose that package because you've got mm-hmm. packages going. Yeah. Um, so it's it's just something a little different, which I think people appreciate. You kept comparing it to Tommy Boy, which I'm not super familiar with Tommy Boy. What's so funny though is every person that I brought that up to, they're like, "Oh yeah, that scene where," and they the exact scene that I have in my head, which is so hilarious. Lines from it because I immediately thought of The Sixth Sense. That's the movie I thought of. Oh. Do you remember Bruce Willis used to always sit in his he would sit in a living room or somewhere. You didn't know where he was sitting, but he was watching a TV and he was watching his wedding video. Right. And he'd be speaking to his wife who had died. Right. Like just talking to her. Right. And he was watching the, his wedding video. And that's what the kind of same look that I was envisioning. It's right. real loose. Like somebody had it on their camera. Very talking informal. to different, Yeah. Right. So anyway, so that's what you're doing. And you needed some extra hands because you can't do it all yourself, especially to get those different angles and everything. Right, and so right. you kind of recruited our two older children. Who had helped you with the one that you did for a friend a couple years ago during mm-hmm. COVID? Um, but then it came, to, which so they were familiar enough, but then it came to the matter of money. How much? Because right. you get paid your package price. Excuse me. For the ceremony. <laughs> you get paid your package price for the ceremony. But then you have to decide... How much am I going to pay right. these two helpers mm-hmm. that are going to come along? And do you go by percentage? Do you, so I think you had the conversation with right. them first. Yeah. So, how, how much well, do you think you should get paid? Well, so I sat them down and I explained everything we're going to do uh, because our photographer friend, she's very detailed. She sent me this like <laughs> minute by minute almost. The most thorough person. Um, so I like I had a really good picture of how this is all going to work out. Not to mention I've, I've been to probably hundreds of weddings myself. Catholic um, weddings specifically. Catholic weddings. Yeah. <laughs> so I sat them down. I was like, look, here's the game plan. You're going to set up in these spots. And then afterwards, we're going to go to the reception and do A, B, and C. And I asked them, how much How much are you going to charge me? Mm-hmm. And so the first You're question. You're like they're independent contractors. Yes. Well, these I mean, are I, I, want them, I want them to think about. <laughs> in a way they are though, because, you know, I I asked the two oldest, but. Our third child wants a piece of it <laughs> real bad. So, you got other options. Well, so when I said that, um, I said, how much are y'all going to charge me? But keep in mind, I have someone out there playing in the pool right now that would love to get in <laughs> on this. So if you charge me too much, I'll just go ask him. Uh-huh. Uh, so their first question was, well, how much are you getting paid? Like, how much, how much is this job worth? Now, by the way, for those of you who are listening, I did not hear any of this conversation. And so Thomas was recounting it to me the same way that he's he's uh, doing to y'all. And when he came and told me that, I go, none of their damn business. <laughs> that's Well, that's what I said. <laughs> so when they said, how much does it cost you? I said, that's not for you to know. Uh-huh. Like, I'm asking you, how much would you charge right. me to run a camera right. for about five hours? Mm-hmm. And so they thought about it. These fools are unskilled labor, yeah, by have, the way. They have no idea. And so they said, $250. Each. Each. <laughs> so, you know, you do the math, five hours. I said, that's 20 No, it was $50 an hour. Is that what they... You're a math teacher, my oh, friend. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's $50 yeah. No, you're right. an hour. <laughs> and then there was a back and forth. That's what it was. Um, I said, that's $50 an hour. And so, like, they looked at me like... Yeah, so what? Okay. 
That seems fair. I said, by comparison, I'm a teacher, and I get paid about $25 With a an college hour. degree, a double, you have two majors yeah. in college. <laughs> Not that that, I mean, <laughs> and I don't 15 think years experience. <laughs> I, think, I mean, maybe the experience counts for something, but like, mm-hmm. I'm a teacher. Like, this is what teachers make. Teachers yeah. make about $25 I think an it's hour. more important that you're the professional who has years of experience sure, and you're getting paid I, half like, of what In their mind, they don't, they don't think about how much college I had to go to and how long I've been working sure. somewhere. They just see like, that as a teacher, how much does a teacher make, Yeah, you know? Okay, so... I said, by comparison, the teacher makes about $25 an hour. Uh-huh. And they're like, oh. So, like, in their mind, like, there's no way what I'm doing right now is twice as important as what a teacher's yeah. doing. Yeah, Um, So, our oldest, I think she said, okay, well, maybe $25 an hour. She dropped it real fast. <laughs> like, let's drop it down to your teacher rate kind yeah. of thing. Um, and I said, well, let me think about it, because... I mean, like that's that's a lot of money. It sounded you know? like to me you were get you were getting what their gauge was, and then you were just going to make up your own money number. They definitely anyway. they definitely set a very high bar. Yeah. Um. So and, then you came and talked to me about it. You're like, I'm thinking, well, how much did you say you were thinking? You were going to. I said pay between a hundred and two hundred dollars is what I said. Yeah. Somewhere between one hundred and two hundred dollars. And I was like, you've lost your mind. A hundred percent lost your mind to be paying these fools twenty dollars an hour. Yeah. Twenty dollars an hour. When it's, a you very, and I, it's a very specialty gig, though. No, it's not. When you and I started after college in our first jobs, we did not get paid $20 an hour. We both got salaries, but we yeah. did not get paid $20 an hour for our salary. That's true. I mean, like, I believe in value-based payment. I do. Like, that's how my service industry is. Like, I'm not, there's not really an hour. I do charge hourly for some things, but for the most part, it is a value-based. Like, I can solve your problem. I'm all about that. Sure. Um, but this is like basically their first or second gig um, and sharing the profits to that extent. Of course, they don't know how much you're getting paid total. And so you right. do. And so you know what that percentage means. Plus, these are your own kids. If that was anyone else, if these yes. were not if your I own children. If I was just hiring some random Joe, you would not. I would not pay that much. No, you'd be like $10 an hour probably. Right. So they would have gotten paid 50 bucks for the gig. Right. So they're getting a little bit of special treatment. So anyway, you and I had a discussion about how much they should get paid which my thought was a hundred dollars each which was still very generous does twenty dollars an hour which is mm-hmm. ludicrous but the caveat was they got to keep twenty five dollars in cash and they had to put seventy five dollars in, in their bank account right which is the part i really liked more than more than the number like i really at the end of the day i don't care about the number i i really have no problem paying them Two hundred dollars. <laughs> I I I but, care zero about. But they have to learn the value. They can't learn that every job that they get. I mean, they will go out in the world and be extremely disappointed when they get sure. a real job and Absolutely. they're making seven dollars and fifty cents an hour, and that's before taxes. Right. The reality of life. And it's a lot more physical labor. But I'll say yes. this too, though, because I think there's a lesson to be learned in this: is that you can go work at a grocery store for minimum wage, busting your butt, mm-hmm. or you can go find something that people want. And you could deliver to them and charge whatever the heck that you want. That has the value. Sure. Yeah. I get that. So but I think there is some value in learning. Like, look, hey, this wedding gig thing is a pretty cool gig. It's not a whole lot of work. But you're going to have to hustle. You have to hustle to find the jobs. But understand, like, you're bringing something to somebody. But that, the thing is, that's that. see, that's the problem I see with the situation, though, is they are not hustling to find the jobs. They right. don't even see the hustle in the job. They right. don't see any of that. All they're doing is operating a camera. Sure. If they were hustling to find it, then they deserve every penny that they that right. they get, like you're doing. 
you have then you were the boss, you were the business owner. You have then found laborers to help you take on sure. the burden, but you have taken on the stress of managing it, the lining. Like they literally just showed up. That's right. all they did, yeah. and so they don't. There's no difference to them between going and working at McDonald's or a grocery store or working for you. Right. All they see is the in the end the paycheck is different, right? And so they're going to be in for a big, big disappointment to go out to the real world and see that they that $25 that you ultimately gave them in cash as their payment and then you told them you'd put some aside, they're not going to have any aside right. when they go in and get another job. Five hours worth of work will be $25 if they're lucky right? Um, out in the real yeah, but world. I see, see again, uh, maybe this is where we're different. I see a lot of value in that disappointment. A lot of value. Oh, I want I, them to be disappointed. No, no, no. I want them to be majorly disappointed when they have to go work a minimum wage job. No, I do. I do see the value in the disappointment. I do. Um, I don't know. Anyway, so they... Now, yeah, I mean, you're right in that I shouldn't pay them hundreds of dollars. But at the same time, I want to pay them well enough that they understand... The disappointment is all based on, on what, though? I mean... They're disappointed that you're only paying them a hundred dollars for five hours sure. worth of work. Disappointed based on what? Right. If we if I had set an original number of fifty and then we worked up to a hundred, they'd been pretty dang pleased right. with the hundred. It's all relative. Right. But I mean, when you calculate it per hour, which is ultimately what was what the calculation was. But they still have no at this point in their life, they have no perspective on no, what people are getting paid I mean, per hour. Well, they just found out a teacher makes twenty five an hour, roughly. Yeah, but again, like you said, and they don't have the, the but they don't have the perspective. They did not learn what minimum wage was, which is something we do need to teach them um, to understand. Plus, taxes. I think and all they'll that. learn. That. <laughs> they'll learn that. Yeah, the hard way. <laughs> a few years here, and they go get to get a job. But all that being said, I do think that um, we're trying to start teaching them um, the value of the work, putting in the work, making money, putting it aside. You know, valuing because one of our. I would say it's just the the older boy is not good at managing money. Like he's, it's money. He they don't care about it, right? You know what I mean? Everything, they don't see the value. They don't like have the any real value of it. They don't have any concept of it really because we pretty much provide everything for them, mm-hmm. or they don't have whatever that. Like if there's some cool new thing and you and I don't buy it for them, they just don't have it. And they don't care. They don't. Right. They don't care about things that much. And they don't care about what money can buy them and what it can do for them. Because at this point, it's all material stuff for the most part. Right. And, um, like, for example, he took it out of your backpack, so it wasn't his money. But the, the older boy will just go and take a $20 bill and go spend it in um, a concession stand. He's done it with his own money. It's not just, like, pulled it out of your backpack. But he did it before with his own money. He brought $20 right. to a weekend CYO basketball game. And we just kept going to the concession stand, and I about lost my mind on him. I was like, what are you doing? This is not a good use of your money. We are five minutes from home. Mm-hmm. You ate before you got here. You're right. not hungry. Right. You're just spending money and eating things because it's here, and you want to buy something. And, you know, kids always want to just buy something to buy something. That's yes. how kids are. Right. But, like, at what point are you done? $20 at a concession stand yeah. is absolutely ridiculous. ridiculous. He just yeah. kept buying candy, and like I stopped him around six dollars, I think, because mm-hmm. at that point he had had like a popcorn, chips, and candy, or a drink, or yeah, something. Drink, it's like, probably. what else do you need? Yeah. Put the rest of your money away. Just because you have it doesn't need, mean you need to spend it, which is a very hard concept to teach a kid. I don't know how my parents taught me because Lord, and you too, I think you were a natural, and I, I don't think I was natural. I think it was just like hammered it into me, drilled into your brain. 
that put it all away. You put it all away. Like there was yeah. no spending anything, and is killing me to have a kid who's just like I'm doing the little hand motion where you got the yeah, money and you're the just throwing the, the dollars out, like just sliding them out to people. It's like I don't even know. But you know where it gets tricky with him too is he's also the one that will bring like go grab money out of his wallet on the way to church so of he course. can put it in the collection basket. Of course, he doesn't. He because does, he has. None of our other kids do that. Right. Like, even if you said, hey, we're going He's always been that way. Yeah. Which is great. But I I want... I'd rather him put $10 in the collection plate than to put $5 in the collection plate and $5 at a concession stand. Right. Just from sheer... I don't know. It's, It's important for you to spend money on yourself, too. I get that. But he's... I mean, when you're spending $20 and you're 12 years old... Um, in theory, if your dad isn't paying you um, $250 to do one job, in theory, that's a large percentage of your money. It is a large right. amount of money to you. So, well, I'll say this too that I don't know that they pay attention to this, but this is the only, I mean, this is the second wedding we've done in two years. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> even if I paid him $250 <laughs> yeah. for that one job, like, yeah. it's going to have to go a long way. <laughs> it's not, you know, it's not a very bountiful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's why resource. it's a, that's why it's a side hustle and not the right. main hustle. Well, but that's, again, so you know, there's there's value in learning that you know, yeah, this job pays well, but it's not. I'm not gonna make a living off of this. Or if right. I wanted to make a living off of this, I would really have to get out there and hustle, yeah. yeah, and find jobs and like. I mean, probably the easiest way. And I thought about doing this, but then I thought I don't. I don't want to do. I don't want to do this full time. But maybe the kids might. Um, you know, there are a ton of wedding photographers in Mobile, including the one that brought this idea to me. Mm-hmm. I could just basically hook up with them and be like, "Hey, sure, hand these out to your to your clients." I'd probably have to drop my prices a little bit just so that people get the taste of it, and they're like, yeah. "Yes, I want that." Like, I w- I would be interested to know how many people that were at that wedding, and it wasn't a very big wedding. Mm-hmm. I would say maybe 150 guests, mm-hmm. 200 on on the big side. On the big side, I would be interested to know if I get any inquiries about doing this again because they saw us like they saw the kids. People love seeing the kids. Yeah, working. I mean, you couldn't you couldn't not see them. One was on the altar, pretty much. Yeah, and the other one, he has to be propped up so high so that he's shooting over people that you walk in the church like he's up. By the way, the photographer know? took a picture of. Y'all working, so I'm excited to see that. She's going to send it to me, I think, to well, hopefully today. She well, she took through. a picture of us at the reception, too. Like, we all got together and took a picture. Oh, okay. I didn't Not know if she got pictures of, she, of them up in their post. Someone did take a picture last time. Was it her that was at that wedding that y'all did before the first wedding? Because they worked she that one, have. too. Yeah. And um, our older son was wearing um, a suit, mm-hmm. which everyone thought was precious. And he was standing on the pew to take because right. he was That's so where he little. Was this time. I mean, he's he's still little now, but he was even littler then. And so he stood on the pew in the very back of the church where, you know, kind of behind the congregation and uh, was taking the video. And everybody just thought that that was the cutest doggone thing yeah. to see mm-hmm. an 11-year-old kid, you know, professionally working. Oh, he'd have been like 10 at that time, really. Yeah. Oh, yeah, probably so. I mean, he was really little. So, yeah. um it is a really it is a really good opportunity for them. I know that kids never see the opportunity for what it is when it's there, but we're trying really hard to 
just expose them to different things, even if like they may not be interested in weddings, but maybe they're interested in the streaming and the photography. You never know what's going to hit a kid right. as being interesting or as um, something that they like can see some sort of uh, opportunity for mm-hmm. um, to make money or as a, an interesting job that they can kind of mer- I mean, who on earth would have ever thought that landscape and design would have led to like filming and YouTube video right. type stuff. And so, podcasting. Yeah, and podcasting and <laughs> who knows, you know. Right. Um, so you never know where the journey is going to lead you. I also, um, we've talked about before, being interested in using that Cushman as some sort of opportunity for them. And that's like a pop-up shop. That's more retail, which is very different than what they were right. doing yesterday. So we're trying to give them little different insights to things to see what might click mm-hmm. on all of them. Because I... I enjoy being an entrepreneur. I think it's so freeing to be able to work for myself. I don't know if all of them are going to be entrepreneurs, but they certainly at least at the bare minimum need to understand the hard work that goes behind um, running the whole show to yeah, yourself. Which, which they don't see that part. Not know. yet. They will. They'll get there. Because eventually they'll want some, one of these things will clip, click and they'll want to go and do it on their own or you have started it and you kind of, if they really get into it, then I think eventually they'll get older and you'll kind of back off right. and then they will have to deal with how am I going to price this thing? And I think that's where the conversations with you and I come in. We sit around the dinner table and we talk about what their budding business, what, right. what problems do they have? How can we help solve them? So I have a feeling if any of them start a business, you and I will be pretty, probably pretty integral in conversations for the pain points on getting sure. started mentors almost because you, I mean, I've been in business a long time. Of course, it's not big business, but I've been in business 15 years and certainly evolved a million and one times. And you come at it, obviously, from a different perspective than I do. But yeah, you do have lots of different um, experiences with different things I have than a, I do. a lot of little side hustles that I've come up with. <laughs> a lot of them are just like I see a need and I'm like, hey, this could work for this and make a little money. I mean, that yeah. laundry service that I did for the football team. Yeah, that's right. That made is another really good example. Money for several years. Yeah. Um, during a time when I was not working as much, the kids were still home. And so those were a lot more lean times for sure. Yeah. I think you probably made $3,000 extra a year or something yeah. like that um, to bring home, which at that time was monumental. Yeah. Honestly, a couple hundred extra bucks a month was monumental, like 350 bucks a month or something. Yeah. Huge or 250, whatever that is. I don't know if they calculate and it. So. In, in terms of this wedding stuff, I mean, especially in... I mean, I'm sure it's the same in every city, but um, spring and summer here in Mobile, there are weddings every single weekend. Yeah. Now, you guys are a little more specialized just because we're Catholic. We know a Catholic wedding really, right. really well. Yeah. And so I think that's what you're trying to take on. It's something that you know well. Yeah, I think I've only been to one other non-Catholic wedding, honestly. And you don't know where to go. You don't know what the process. Well, I, I, don't, think... I don't know that they're all the same. Right. Like the Catholics, we have a formula. Whether right. it's whether it's a mass or it's not a mass, but there, there's two formulas. There's the mass formula and the non-mass formula. And you know it extremely well. Right. And so you know where to be. You know where all the angles are. And so and you know all the local churches really well. So yeah. the location is easy for you, too. Right. Um, and, then of course, there's the technology element, too. Um, you have all these churches already scouted out as far as if they have Wi-Fi and the ability for sure. you to stream and, you know, what equipment you need and all that stuff. And so I think that... Um, that limits you, but a niche is always good. Yeah. That you can go deeper when you, right. instead of going wide and shallow, you go narrow and deep. Um, so I think I think it's a good little niche. Um, it's not available to everybody, of course, but 
I think that there's also a limit to not a limit, but um, a more focused group of people who are interested in right. having the service anyway. Um, Cause a lot of people are really drawn to the, the tail, the, a lot more specialized edited um, with music yeah, and all that like stuff. The highlight video. Yeah. Some prefer that some probably could, would rather just watch. I mean, I know somebody videoed our wedding I don't think that we ever went back We've and watched, watched it. We've never watched it. I don't even know where it is. Well, that could be why we never watched it. It's on a CD. It may be CD. <laughs> so have you... It's you don't, on a DVD. You don't watch... Right? You don't no. watch TikToks. DVD? Uh, I don't know. We got married in 2006. CD. Do they have a CD? Maybe. I mean, they had, I don't DV- think we they had br- DVDs back then, but could you burn a DVD no, back then? No, I don't then? think so, because it was like CDR and CD... Wouldn't it? See, remember there was like R and RW just meant could you could rewrite a, a disc or but not. there was one that was positive and negative plus or something. and minus. Those are just this, the two formats. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I think that's what it was though. I think it's a CD. It's a CD. I don't think it's a DVD. Okay. Oh my gosh, we're getting to the age now where we have to start converting technology over, or else it'll be obsolete. Well, here's you say that. So our head coach for at McGill, he's he's an older guy. Oh, you got to tell the story on him. Well, he came to me and he said. Do we? Do you know if there's any DVD players around here? And I was like, I'm sure there are. We don't throw stuff away around here for whatever <laughs> reason. He said, I got a lot of old DVDs of like drill tapes and you know art. He has DVDs of tapes. Did right. you hear what you just said? Yes, <laughs> because they were converted from oh, VHS. Gosh. That was. I mean, that's what we were doing in the mid 2000s. Mm-hmm. I remember like when I first started working. One of the things I was constantly doing. On the weekends is you would get a VHS and you'd have to convert them to DVDs. Do you remember the time that you got so mad at me because I threw away one of your DVDs? Yes, I do remember that. Like, you were cleaning up. <laughs> and I was like, he doesn't need he this. He doesn't need this DVD from Auburn. Auburn. <laughs> like, didn't speak to me. This, this is probably the maddest you've ever been at me. The I, look on his face I, right I mean, now. I'm is trying like, to remember the circumstances still, for me to acquire that. It wasn't like the look nowadays, on your face you right now. You like you. Back I can you see to, in your eyes. You still <laughs> you think work, you were justified. Had to work real hard for those kind of things back then. <sighs> anyway. anyway, so we were always converting VHS to DVD in the yeah, but now 2000s. you've got to convert. And so then DVDs kind of went away. Everything's digital, but he still has all his DVDs. I'm, thank God he didn't ask me if we had a VHS. But I think we probably Gosh. do. We have we have several of those. Uh, I don't know if you remember these. Be kind, please rewind. No, they were they were VHS and DVD players. You could put one yes. or the other one in. Yes. Anyway, that what was nice about those and the reason we bought them is because you could put the VHS in one side and hit record on the DVD right. on the other side. Right. So like I know we have those somewhere. If he had a VHS, anyway. So he's like, "Do we have any DVD players?" I was like, I don't know. I'm sure we could dig one up. Anyway, we found one. Mm-hmm. And he asked me, can we convert these <laughs> to digital and put these on Huddle, which is our, our uh, basically our server, football server. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I probably could, but here's, here's what was really unfortunate about that time era. Which time era? The VHS DVD. Technology moved very fast past VHS to CD I know, to but just DVD. Just like copying things back then took so long because if especially if it was a VHS, it copied in real time. Like you had to hit yeah, play, right. and record, right. And the thing had to play and record, it's right. Like, if it was a two-hour tape, it was going to take two. It's going to take two hours to copy it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, uh, ain't digital grand. Uh, it really is. Ain't the blockchain grand. You guys know what the blockchain is? We won't go into the blockchain today, but things are about to get no longer lost on the internet. No longer lost digitally. They say that. I know. Just like the Titanic wouldn't sink. I know. It's true. How, I mean, how are you going to find something? If you lose it, you got to figure out where to locate it. Right. Even It might exist. That's like the sock that I lost in the dryer. Yeah. It, it exists. exists. It's somewhere. And it, more than likely, it's probably in this house. Right. Even You even got a location to look. Right. Still ain't going to find it. Finding. <laughs> That's how I feel about blockchain. They're yeah. real sure about the fact that it's going to be. That's anything on the internet. Like it goes yeah. up there. We we put these photos on our Google Drive. Mm-hmm. Where is that? It's like money at the bank. You right. think that where is that exactly? Kids think that they're just going to pull out the same cash that you handed them. Nope. Yeah. They don't have your cash anymore, people. They ain't got your your digital file there anymore. It's gone. You know what's funny? This is what made me think about the the. It's not that your money anymore. Is that you know I sell these chicken biscuits to the football team mm-hmm. in the morning. And Which we've now moved like, all to digital, by the well, way. Well, for like two weeks straight, though, there was this $1 bill that had to have been run over by a car a hundred times. I mean, kept, it was like grimy and dirty looking. You kept getting it back? Yeah, because every time someone needed to make change, I would always like, here you go. <laughs> and <laughs> they wanted to give dollar. it back to you? <laughs> and like three days later, that dollar bill, someone would <laughs> be paying with it. I was like, how did this thing end up back with me? Yeah. It was very... It'd be interesting to Remarkable. see the circulation of cash, how small that pool probably Because really I don't is. think it was the same kid. Like, I would give change sure. to one kid. Yeah. And then I'm sure he gave change to somebody else, yeah. and then that kid came back to me. And But you noticed you it. You got oh, the same Every time back. I saw it, I was like, God, how did this thing come back to me? <laughs> it must have come back to me five times. That's crazy. But now we've moved all to digital for your um, your little other chicken biscuit side hustle, which the chicken biz- biscuit side hustle, as we have discussed before, is really more about those Chick-fil-A points than it is anything else because you ain't yeah. making a lot of money off I don't of make, it. I do make money. But, but you're about to discontinue my, the, it, I believe, the kids, aren't you? The kids eat my profits. Our kids eat your profits? Our kids do, yeah. yeah. Which is fine. I mean, they're getting, they're basically getting free breakfast. Yeah. From Chick Fil A, <laughs> it's fine. It is a very full. But the points, the points is where we really, yeah, <laughs> really make bank. But you're about to, you're about to end this, I think, right? Well, at I least was for go- this year. I was going to because the prices went up. But they didn't. They but they didn't. didn't. Raising your well, they did raise the prices for the rest of the store, but they told me that they were not raising the you prices. You locked in your rate. I guess <laughs> not. <laughs> I think you told them you purpose. weren't going to buy them anymore, and they were like, yeah. Ugh. When they told me that they, I was like, oh, we're going up 20 cents. I was like, ooh, that really eats most of my profit, (laughs) if not all of it. Yeah, doesn't make it worth it anymore. Right. And then you you needed to be doing digital because keeping up with the cash and giving people change was a nightmare. Right. It was too much. So you've gone now, right? You've switched completely to digital digital, now? How smooth was that transition? No, it starts on Monday, I told them, after Uh, the break. Okay. You're going digital. Well, I'm curious to know how that works out, if they're good with it. Uh, I don't don't know if it'll be. We'll see. (laughs) We will see. Because I don't know if all kids have digital payment. Well, the way I figured you could do it, because we had this discussion, is that if somebody's got cash, they hand it to the kid who has digital, and they right. can just pay you all pay. in one chunk. Well, so of- here's, and I don't, I don't really understand. I think probably every family's different. Um, but some of these kids, when they pay, I see on the Venmo or the Cash App, it doesn't say their name. It says like mom and dad's name, right? You know, and yeah. other times it's their name, right? Uh, but typically, if it's in their name, it's like, oh, I only have five dollars left. Mm-hmm. You know, so giving them three dollars in cash may not right. 
Well, whatever. They can Actually, figure that yeah, out. That's for them to figure out. So um, Back to the payment thing a little bit. You and I haven't discussed this, but I think um, with these kids' bank accounts, the two older kids that are working, um, I think there may be coming up and it's some sort of connection to like a debit card mm-hmm. that they can have. Um, I don't know if a debit card... Um, anyway, I, I don't, we need to figure out the details, but, um, basically I want them to start being responsible for understanding how much money in there is in their account, right. how much they're spending and how much is left right. for them to be able to use. Here's what's crazy though. I mean, you say that, but the way technology is moving, everything, everything can be kept on a phone or some sort of device. And if we wanted to, we don't, but. Well, I don't care what the form of the card is. The point being. I don't care if it's on your phone or whatever. Right. The point being they that they have... They can see how much would be in their account, though, It can be they, their Venmo or whatever. Something where they can see, this is the money in my account that I have earned. Right. Um, this thing I want to buy costs this amount of money. If I spend this, this is how much I'm going to have left. Or right. this thing I want to buy is more than what I have in my account. I can't buy it. Um, yeah, you know, it's... So in, just the money responsibility. They've got to learn that. In my finance classes... Um, I always give this stat out, but I don't even know if this stat's accurate anymore, but the stat was that people will spend, I want to say it was like 18% more if it was not cash. Correct. Yes. But I don't, like, I'd be really interested to know We 100% do that. Yeah, but I don't know if that would be the same with digital payment because, you know, with the credit card, it's a piece of plastic. When you swipe it, you don't see minus 100. Right. If you're on your Venmo or your Cash App, it tells you how much is in that. Sure, it's just like having a debit card, account. basically. Right. I don't know either. So you actually would see that amount. Just like, I mean, I think the psychology behind spending cash versus plastic is that you actually physically see that I had three $1 bills or one $5 bill, like, and it's leaving my hand. And so you're doing minus five in your head. As good as we are with money and, and not spending it, we would spend even less if we were to do it all in cash. I can tell you that because um, we recently had basically an experience with this. Our... Um, credit card was fraudulently used and so they mm-hmm. canceled it immediately and we were stuck for about seven days without we we pretty much run cashless except yes. for just to save it when we get it in order to purchase facebook marketplace things if they don't take venmo so um so we were credit cardless for about seven days before they sent us a new one and i spent so much less money because it was like well i don't have that card it, well i will say this too we one of the stores we shop at is costco Yes. Costco only takes Visa. And yeah, that and that the was card. the card that got canceled. So we couldn't go to Costco. We still could have gone to Sam's. But I think for whatever reason, I don't know if it's because we were in our construction mode or whatever. Mm-hmm. We just like, we didn't go to the store yeah. at all yeah. for that for entire like a time. Week. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, Which caught up to us because I'm sure the next time we went to Costco or Sam's, <laughs> it, it was probably. Like $400. You know. Yeah. But, but what I'm saying is that if I had cash in my hand. I mean, I went to a softball game, and they said it was $7, and I'm, like, peeling off $1 bills. I'm like, this is so much money <laughs> for a softball game entrance fee. You know, it was just me. Yeah. And so I 100% feel like if it was straight cash that we would spend even less than we do now. Yeah, probably so. I mean, especially on when we go to these super center-type places well, like a Walmart. Well, let me ask you this, then. When you spend money on Venmo, do you feel like, because it shows how much money is in your Venmo account. Yeah, and but if it's not in your Venmo account, it comes out of your bank account. That's true. We have it hooked up to our bank account. That's true. So I don't really look at it. It's not the only money I have. My Venmo's money is not my only money. With the kids, whatever account they're pulling from, that's the only money they have. Right. So, and it's not a credit situation. It would be a debit situation where it's like, there's no credit extended to you. Right, yeah. To be able to spend more than what you have available right. in the account. 
So anyway, it's just layers of, of financial responsibility and education that are learned over years and years worth of time. I, yeah. think, I think our kids are seeing how we shop as far as like Facebook marketplace and those type things. I think those are like the DNA ingrained things that may never leave them. Certainly have never left me. Mm-hmm. Um, well, just the idea that, you know, you see something for X number of dollars and your first thought is always, and I think mine is too, I can find this for cheaper. Mm-hmm. You know, like if I look online for how much a new laptop is or whatever, and it says $1,500, my first thought is I could find it cheaper than $1,500. Which you've gotten better at that because I remember once upon a time, um, you would tell me that you would actively, like I you knew that there was a gift that I wanted. Let's say it was a watch or a phone or whatever. I don't even know. Not a phone. I wouldn't want a phone. But you know what I mean? Like whatever it was, you were mm-hmm. looking at getting me and you wouldn't get it because you knew that when you bought it, I would have been able to find a better deal. Yes. And you've gotten... I still think that. <laughs> that has not changed. I don't know why you, why you think that's changed. Well, it might take me a year to figure it out. It's definitely not the ability to find it within a birthday present window, you know? Right. But, I mean, just, just strictly like sale or coupon or whatever, I feel like you're good at that now. You also do a ton of research on the quality of items and things yeah. like that. And I've always done that, though. So, I do I think... Just, I do have a lot of... Um, like a huge mental block when I'm buying things for you because of that reason. Like I can go buy something for the kids like that and mm-hmm. not even think, or myself, mm-hmm. not even think twice about it. But I have a really hard time buying stuff for, especially gifts that are expensive gifts. Like if it's something 20 bucks, you could have got it for 15. Okay. Five bucks. Yeah. But like you're saying something expensive that that's two or $300. Yeah. I know that as soon as I hit purchase, I was like, she probably could have found this for... <laughs> I think I've become less and less like that, though. Like, I think I've let a lot of that go because I don't have the time to do yeah, the research I was gonna anymore. Yeah, I, I was going to say that exactly. I think a lot of the reason my worry isn't as much as it used to be is because you don't have the time to look like, for yourself. Like, if I went... I think the last really expensive thing I bought for you was that watch. Mm-hmm. I knew that when I bought it, I was like, there's no issue. The amount of time it took for me to, to find even this deal. Yeah, you found some really no crazy way. deal on it. There's no way she'll have time. Like back when you were at home with the kids and you were kind of working, kind of not working, like mm-hmm. you would have had time. Mm-hmm. I know you would have found time to mm-hmm. find it for cheaper. But now, I mean, most of the stuff you buy, you probably don't even yeah. spend as much time trying to find no, most the of best things, deal. Right. You're just trying to find a deal right. and move yep. on. Yep, the best deal I can find within, like, a 30-minute period of time. Yeah. When I have time to look for it. Which, 30 minutes, like, that's already so much time to dedicate for searching for How much is your 30 minutes worth? Like, you can't, it's right. really hard to do all these, like, financial gymnastics to try to, like, you know, uh, equate it all out to, or, like, do the math equation for what it would all be worth or whatever. But there is a certain amount of time where it's, like, I don't have time to be searching Let's say I have to buy 10 different items mm-hmm. and I have to do 30 minutes of research on each one. That's five hours of research. How much right. is that five hours of time worth? Right. I mean, even a couple hundred dollars. Okay, it's probably worth Depending a couple hundred Depending on what it is. Depending yeah. on what it is. Right. Like if it's a car, I mean, if it's, no. Right. <laughs> if it's, you know, pairs of shoes, sure. It just depends. But or a piece of furniture. I mean, you're finding sure. furniture all the time that's saving hundreds of dollars. The, the so. sofa that we bought... Um, in Pensacola, which granted gas is expensive, but we were it's spring break and we were trying to right. we were trying to find ways to be um, I don't know like 
doing work and doing things while also entertaining the kids and doing mm-hmm. stuff that didn't make them feel like they were just stuck in the house for the whole spring break. So we found a sofa to replace our old, um, our Pottery Barn sofa was so old. I think it was, I don't even know, was it 10? We bought it when we bought the house down there. So oh 09? gosh, it, it was even older than, we, than I thought it was. So anyway, we bought it then. It was just so ragged out. I bought a new cover for it. I dyed the cover blue and then I undyed it and it was lavender. Mm -hmm. And so it's just been like this schlumpy sofa for all these years. And so finally it was like, it's time. I'm just going to search, you know, Facebook marketplace and see what I can find. And I I found this lady over in Pensacola who kept perfect care of this slip cover. It's a Cindy Crawford collection from rooms to go. Like it's not a like super, super well-made sofa, Mm -hmm. but she kept it really beautifully. It's going to be in our theater room and it cost me $200. Like I just, I can't, you can't pass up that kind of thing when the alternative is literally like that sofa at rooms to go new, even at a rooms to go would be $1,500 for a sofa. Now the prices of things have gotten so astronomical that even buying used is kind of unaffordable at some time. Yeah. Like people are charging a thousand dollars for their used sofa. So I find one for 200 bucks. It's like, we're, get, we're getting it for sure. So let's go to the beach with the kids. We'll pick up the sofa, you know, do that kind of stuff. And then um, we have more money to spend other places. Um, and I always say that, but then I still always still try to save in the other places too. So ultimately we can do things like go on a little vacation to Callaway in the summer or do whatever. So, mm-hmm. Which is another discussion. Our summer vacation. <laughs> we don't have one We don't have yet. one. It's <laughs> coming up. To so. be tuned. Uh, to... To be tuned. To be tuned. What is that? To stay tuned. Stay tuned. I don't like to say to be stay, stay tuned. To be continued. Okay. Is what I meant to say. You guys, I live in a constant state of <laughs> what the heck. But I was thinking about vacation today during church, which is not what I should have been thinking about. But it's what I was thinking about. So we can discuss and then we'll come back and tell you guys about it next week, probably when we come back. <laughs> we'll see. For our next episode. All right, you guys, be sure to give us five stars. Tell your friends all about us and be sure to hit the subscribe button. Until next time. Bye, y'all. Bye, y'all. <laughs>